MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho to Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 181. I will be one of your hosts, Jeff chalks fox the chalkiest gambler around um let's dedicate this to all uh our digen family in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord who sweated out um dana white contender series bets with us last night um night didn't go quite as planned um but anyhow uh, we had a good time regardless uh people and it seemed like everyone ended up just about breaking even which we expect more but hey Sometimes these things happen in MMA, as as uh, Sean <laughs> says. Um, I don't know if I should dedicate it to the the sycophants in there who are making up excuses for why um, their savior, the Gumby God, um, didn't win money last night with his picks, because that's like very um, much like brainwashed cult cult member behavior. Um, people making up <laughs> excuses for why their leader failed them. So I guess I'll dedicate it to those people as well. But um, yeah, it's it is kind of frightening. Uh, everyone's drinking that Gumby Kool Aid every Tuesday night, but hopefully uh, we'll get it back on track next week. But this podcast is not about the Contender Series. This is a UFC episode because we have another UFC fight night going down in the UFC Apex this weekend. So let's bring in the man I was speaking of. Uh, pride goes before our fall. Uh, man who we'll, we'll we'll let you tell you about his T-shirt that he's designed and put on sale right before he had. Uh, this uh, failure last night, but it's the one and only Gumby God question mark Daniel Reeland. It's it's still the Gumby God. We we hit a we had a plus one fifty five <laughs> underdog to close the you, night that like everybody was on. Everyone and went my, home happy. My goodness, yeah, that that was the best part because like maybe uh, some things didn't look exactly the way we thought it would. And, and shout out to to Francis Marshall too. That dude looked so much better than all of the tape that's out there on him. That that dude had such a good night. Um, with that being said, uh, I will say this uh the the excuse that existed about like people <laughs> fighting way different than they do it, it's definitely valid like it is like i said Fr- francis marshall is a guy who, who if you didn't watch the contender series we're not gonna just recap this whole thing right here right now but like he's a guy who relied on his wrestling almost a hundred percent like I, i've even watched him but like shitty journeyman and he just like you know blanketed them and he came out and let his hands go, and they looked spectacular. Like, they, they looked yep. amazing. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, clearly the Dana White pep talk that we've heard about uh, actually had the intended effects. Uh, it was exciting, if nothing else. And, you know, we hit one big dog. So, uh, all's well that ends well. You got it. Um, tell everyone about your exciting shirt and our giveaway before we get into things this week. How about? 
Oh, yeah. So first of all, uh, we are going to have another giveaway. So first of all, if you followed the one on Twitter, which I'm not even sure I ever mentioned on the air. You, you uh, didn't. I noticed it on Twitter, but you had. Yeah. It there. yeah. Man, the, what a slacker move on me. Well, anyway, we, we gave away an autographed picture of Hoist Gracie. So you missed out on that if you're not following us on Twitter. Another good reason to follow us on Twitter at yeah. SGPN MMA. Um, and we're going to be uh, giving away a $50 our gift certificate to the SGPN store. So you can get all your, your DGEN gear there. And they are not only just shirts with the logos for the different podcasts that we have on them, which is kind of the, the genesis of that store and where it started, but you've got all kinds of different slogan based t-shirts and stuff right now, including a Gumby God Tuesday night miracle shirt. So you can check out the uh, MMA portion of the store for that shirt. And if you win this $50 gift certificate, you could buy yourself almost two of them. So, uh, Go go ahead and go uh, snatch that for yourself right now. Yep. So sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store is where the store is. If you want to win the contest, I think we've decided uh, anyone who has given us a review uh, of our podcast on wherever, I guess, Apple um, or wherever you listen, uh, put in, in a review. We will randomly pick one review, even even if it's one that talks about how great Gumby is and how I'm just a setup man. But <laughs> and, and anyone who's given us a review. Um, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how many reviews come in before we, we actually put a deadline on, on when we're going to give it away. But uh, get those reviews in for the podcast and we will give away a $50 gift card to one of those people. Sound good? Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Works for us. All right. Well, we got a UFC event to break down. I'm going to tell you about a few things first. I told you about our Discord. Um, it's it's fun. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, Super fan, fan John went on a um, a food crawl uh, on uh, a couple of days ago with his friends. Um we have a food channel in there you should it's in, in the same amount of food that he ate so um obviously there's a fight channel in there as well uh, where you find us mostly talking about the fights um yeah anyhow it's lots of fun so sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord there um and obviously i have to tell you about win think thinking of joining win bet now is the perfect time because new customers who bet hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet if you're betting baseball you have to check out win bet the reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet mlb Plus, the Winback Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% depo- deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download, is head over, excuse me, to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-Bet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and pre- present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And when you're online doing all that stuff, make sure you use an IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without ads, added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP, IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. 
Use promotion code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVANISH.com slash SGP. All right, on to the betting portion of the show. UFC on ESPN Santos versus Hill is this weekend, aka UFC and ESPN 40, aka UFC Vegas 59, going down from Enterprise, California, the UFC Apex. Yet another event that Diego Santos is headlining. I can't, I, what did I say? Six events in the past five years or something like that with this guy? It's something it, like that. I believe this is the sixth one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he is a constant headliner, win or lose. Uh, he's been doing more losing than winning recently. But we're not going to talk about that, Dan. No. This is a podcast that, that's dedicated to the prelim portion of the card, right? That's right. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Um, we've got six prelim fights and then six on the main card. So the prelims are on ESPN, ESPN Plus. And they are starting at 7 p.m. Um, this is um, the tough finals as well, or tough finale. Um, they make it sound fancier by calling it a finale. This is the Ultimate Fighter 30 finals. Um, so was this season that bad that we've only got like the two finals fights? Usually there's some like prelim fights too, but none. We just have the four finalists on this card. Oh, no, uh, I think you're you're incorrect about how we usually have that. I don't think we've had that in like four seasons in a row. Uh, oh, yeah? I, I don't think we've had anybody. So we got nobody out of this season. The season before was the one where uh, it was finaled by Ricky Tercios beating Brady Heastand and Brian Battle beating Trajan Gore. Andre Petrosky got a short notice fill-in fight against Michael Gilmore. Uh, so I yeah. guess kind of there was one more in that one. Um, before that one was heavy hitters. I guess the heavy hitters kept some people around. That was the one with like a whole bunch of like terrible cast off heavyweights. Uh, but like, yeah, no, it hasn't been more than like maybe one prelim. And it looks like there is zero this time. There were zero back in the, the undefeated, remember the undefeated season too, uh, yes. which had, Mike Trezano in it, and oh no, Bryce Mitchell made it off that season too. Uh, so maybe yeah, they're they're See? they usually there's usually one or two, but this one you're right, has zero. So I guess that is a an outlier. Calling me out, how dare you? Um, was there anyone you're disappointed in not seeing on this card? Uh, you, you're you're the lone person who watched the season, so I, I liked Chandler Cole. Uh, I thought he had a lot of promise. Um, it looked like. He should have won his fight until he kind of gassed out, which makes sense. He's a huge fat guy. Um, but he's through like this fun. No, spinning... Muscles make you gas out though. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, he, he's probably got a lot of muscle underneath there too. Um, but like he threw a fun, like Taekwondo spinning heel kick that like landed flush. And I thought scored a knockout would have been the craziest knockout. Um, and he's, you know, a younger guy has like a lot of promise for a heavyweight he dislocated his elbow during the show, which also could have been part of why he struggled a little bit in the fight he had. But, like, maybe they're going to give him one when his elbow gets better. But, uh, like, that that's maybe the only maybe the only heavyweight I would like. I mean, I guess most of the women uh, on the show, you know, had some level of promise that I probably would have brought on for a fight. Laura Giardo, who... Uh, was a uh, uh, fill-in after somebody could not make weight. Chantel Coates couldn't make weight. Laura Giardo was probably one of my favorite ones on there, but she was kind of like wrestle or bust. So I-, I can see why maybe they didn't invite anybody back. Um, but all all four of the people in this one uh, who are now in the finals are are definitely worthy and interesting to be here. But we're not going to talk about them. No, 
that's next next episode you'll have to hold um and wait for that we're going to tell you about the prelims first uh like i said six on this one and then six on the main card so let's get things started with a couple female fights women's bantamweight Mara bueno silva versus stephanie agar uh let's tell you about a bueno silva shitara she is eight two and one one knockout five submissions never been finished in a fight three two and one in the ufc she lost her last fight used to fight actually i said she used to fight at bantamweight but this is at bantamweight she used to fight i guess Flyweight? Does that sound right? Probably. Yeah, she was she was a flyweight for most of her career. She moved up right. to bantamweight for the first time last fight against uh, Yanan Wu. And it did not. Oh wait, yeah, that, she lost that fight, right? No, um, she beat Yanan. Oh, Wu. she won her last fight. Excuse me. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. I might have said she lost, but she did beat Yanan Wu. All right, that was at flyweight, or sorry, that was at bantamweight. Boy, I'm off to a, a blazing start on the show today. Uh, she was on the contender series, one and zero there. She was regional champ. Three years younger than Edgar, striking stats in her favor, and she's two and a half times more active landing strikes in the UFC. Uh, however, she does get outstruck um, by her opponents, her strike differential, meaning the amount of strikes that she lands versus the amount of strikes that gets landed get landed on her. Per minute is minus 0. 0.73, so it's almost a strike a minute she gets outstruck by. She's even mighty plus 100. Stephanie Edgar, 7-2, three knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight as well. 2-1 in the UFC, both of her wins have come via finish. Owen one in Invicta, used to fight up at Featherweight. She's a judo champion, like a very high-level uh, judo champion, a grappling champion as well. Two inches of reach on Bueno Silva. Um, somehow, her strike differential is 0. 0.0. Um, somehow, it's uh, identical. The amount of strikes she lands is uh, identical to the amount of strikes that gets landed on her. So she's at minus 120. And as usual, since I'm a gentleman, I will let Daniel go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Stephanie Yeager here. Uh, and I'm actually pretty confident in this one too. My, my big worry about Myra Buena Silva is apart from the Yanan Wu fight, which yeah, Yanan Wu, if they haven't released her yet, they probably ought to. Um, she, she's well, not very inspiring good. people already. Yeah. But people aren't even fighting this week. Um, exactly. <laughs> you know, like Yanan Wu is, is not really high caliber. And if you look at all of the other wins for Myra, Myra Buena Silva, all of them are her being taken down in scoring subs off of her back. Um, you know, like arm bars off of her back, uh, anaconda chokes off of like a, uh, countered takedown. She, on the, um, contender series when she got her contract, somebody tried to take down and she just anaconda choked them. So like, she's got the abilities to sub people on shots, but the problem is, is that like Eger is really, really strong when it comes to her jujitsu game. And, and, you know, she works some, you know, basic judo holds and stuff when she's on the mat too. But like, I mean, she took Jessica Rose Clark down, who's very physically strong. She armbarred her and broke her arm. Uh, she took down Shannon Young and beat the hell out of her. She even took down Tracy Cortez back when they fought, um, like, quite a while ago. And, like, Cortez is very physically strong. She even stuffed a couple of Tracy Cortez's takedowns. Like, Silva isn't going to wind up on top in this fight. So I think Edgar is just going to do most of the controlling. And she doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to, like, stick her arm in the wrong spot and get subbed. So... Just by, like, controlling the fight and, like, pushing the pace, I, I think Stephanie Egger takes this one. As do I. I uh, love Egger. She's looked very good uh, her last few fights. Um, love the number, too, minus one, 120 on her. Uh, very good number. Yeah, yeah, she's just got elite skills, elite judo. Uh, will Can get you far if if, uh, if you're super elite like she is. So I am picking her as well in this fight. All right, another female fight. Women's strawweight, Miranda Granger versus Corey McDonald. Kenna. Um, so we got Danger Granger. She's back after having a baby. Um, she's not fine since November 2020. 
Um, she's seven and two, one knockout, five submissions. She's been submitted one time. It's the only time she's been stopped. One and two in the UFC, lost her last two fights, but now she's a mommy, so maybe she has mommy strength now. Um, used to fight up at flyweight. Uh, she's got multiple regional championships on her mantle. Yep. Uh, four inches taller than McKenna, 10 inches of reach. Yes, that's correct. 10 inches of reach. Striking stats as well are in her favor. She outstrikes her UFC opponents by 0.27 strikes per minute, plus 175 on her. McKenna, Corey McKenna, Poppins is six and two, two knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight, one and one in the UFC, lost her last fight, one and oh in the contender series, seven years younger than Granger. More active striker, landing strikes. She has been outstruck barely in the UFC, uh, minus 0.07 strike per minute. Grappling stats in her favor, minus 215. I am going against my name here. I'm picking Granger. Jocks is picking a big underdog. Female underdogs have been killing it this year. I can't remember what the stat is, but it's something that uh, Jong and, and the people in the uh, Discord are big on. And, and um, Granger's a better striker, and she's got 10 inches of reach. So if she, hopefully she can keep a standing. If she can keep a standing, she's going to piece up popping. So give me Granger. Give me Granger. I think you're right. If she can keep it standing, yeah, she, yeah, and that, that's going to be 100% the key here. I, I think if she can keep it standing, she absolutely lights up Corey, or Corey McKenna. The problem is I don't think she can keep it standing. Okay. Um, you know, Ashley Yoder in her last fight took Miranda Granger down. And, like, I, I like Ashley Yoder as a grappler, but I don't think Ashley Yoder is a better wrestler than Corey McKenna, who, like, repeatedly took down Kay Hansen or, like, you know, like she she's taken down some some pretty good women. Like she took down Kay Hansen and dominated Vanessa Demopoulos on top. That's actually how she got her contract. Like she she's got good wrestling. She even took Elise Reed down three times last fight and just you know like didn't get the best of it on the feet. Uh, you know, like Ashley Yoder took Miranda Granger down twice. Um, and, and for me, that's kind of alarming. And it wasn't just that she took her down that was kind of alarming. It was how much control time she got with two takedowns. Two takedowns netted her eight minutes in 19 seconds of control time, which is so much, right? Like that that means Granger spent so long trying to get back up. So I, I think we're going to see more of the same here with McKenna. I don't think she's going to waste much time on the feet. I think you're going to see her shoot in early, get in on those takedowns, and I'll take Corey McKenna in this one. All right. As usual. It's striker versus grappler. Jeff takes the striker. Gumby takes the grappler. So we shall see um, <laughs> how it plays out. Uh, difference is I, uh, I'm i taking a, a big dog for a change. So, um, all right, moving on. Walter Wade, Jason Witt. Yes, he's still in the UFC versus Josh Quinlan. Uh, so we've got the Vanilla Gorilla part one, or the, the smaller Vanilla Gorilla, Jason Witt. Uh, 19 and eight, three knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out six times, submitted twice. So he's been finishing all of his losses. He is two and three in the UFC. He's... He swapped losses and wins every fight. Loss, win, loss, win, loss. He got TKO'd his last fight. He's a regional champion or was a regional champion. 0-1 in Bellator. Gets outstruck by 0.37 strikes per minute in the UFC. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 185. Josh Quinlan is the Renegade and the Maverick, um, which play, which I guess is a decent nickname since he did fail a drug test after uh, getting his way in here on the Contender Series. So I guess he is a Renegade. Um, he's 5-0 and with one no contest. One no contest coming from the failed drug test. Three knockouts, two submissions in his uh, in his favor. Actually, he's finished all of his opponents. He finished the no contest one as well. Um, he's got two inches of height on wit, two inches of reach, seven years younger. Striking stats in his favor, and he's more than seven times more active landing strikes. But this is based off of one contender series fight that he was on steroids for. Um, his, his strike differential in that fight was 14.05 strikes per minute. He outstruck his opponent in that fight. 
minus 230 for the renegade Josh Quinlan. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's worth noting here. Uh, and I just, you know, I got, I don't like harping on failed USADA tests too, but this is not like a tainted supplement one. Yep, or at least it doesn't seem like it's, it's drostolone, which is like a heavy anabolic agent. Um, maybe, maybe he was able to tie it to a tainted supplement, but like, I, I mean, like it's a, again, it's an anabolic agent. So say what you want about that. I, I'm actually going to fade the guy coming off of a bad drug test. Um, yeah, I, I'm I, gonna, I can believe that. Yep. I'm going to take Jason Witt in, in it's not just that I'm saying like, Oh, he's all roided up. Like he's not going to win, but like his style also is, I, I don't mean to, to continue to pile on that, but like it's conducive to a guy who is all jacked up on steroids, right? Yeah. Huge power, right hands that he throws, you know, consistently, you know, like tries to muscle a lot of things in grappling exchanges when he's not getting what he wants. So like, yeah, he's got the big knockout power and and I, I am aware that Jason Witt has been hit with, with knockouts too. He's got a, you know, he, people knock his chin all the time. He got knocked up by Phil Rowe, Sennelsberger got him, Takashi Sato got him, but like also he went 15 minutes with Brian Barberena, right? Like yeah. who, who also hits hard, who also knocks people out. Um, So like, yes, I, I get that he has had his chin touched, but I also think he's a little bit more durable than people do. And I think ultimately he's going to be the better wrestler and have the better cardio in this fight than Josh Quinlan. And of course, I'm curious to see what Quinlan looks like uh, now, knowing that he is being tested a little bit more stringently. And I'm guessing his tests have uh, probably, you know, I haven't seen the numbers, but I, I would have to guess USAD has probably tested him a lot of times this year. So uh, that, cause that's what they usually do. So I, I'm going to go with Jason Witt. I'll take my first dog here and, and get the dog money on Jason Witt. Dan was jealous that I had a dog before he did. So he went and got, <laughs> got very next fight. You went and got a bigger dog. Um, I'll take Quinlan, but yeah, the drug failure obviously is a concern. Um, yeah. As, as is Wit's chin though. So um, hopefully Quinlan is, is just on better stuff now. Uh, that's, that's more uh, indetectable. Um, <laughs> and, and he'll still be uh, starching people. So I will take, Quinlan and uh, I'm back on my to my chalky ways. All right, well we'll tell you about the other half of the card. First, I got to tell you about a new sponsor of ours, Odds Tracker. You may want to know what is that? It's a place where you can compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions uh, that these sports books are handing out, so you can get yourself the best deal. Uh, it also has player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activities. So basically it's got everything that you're looking for uh, to get down on the right bets and make some money. Uh, they got handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather. Bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities. So it's got all of that. So here's what you do. Go to oztracker.com slash blue wire. That's B-L-U-E-W-I-W-I-R-E, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Yeah, that's how you spell it. Um, go there, download um, Oz Tracker app. Oz Tracker is the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, the last half of the prelims, lightweights, Terrence McKinney versus Eric Gonzalez. We got a couple amazing nicknames. T-Rex, spell it at, like Rex in effects, W-R-E-C-K-S versus the Ghost Pepper, which is a fantastic nickname. Eric, the Ghost Pepper Gonzalez. Uh, let's tell you about him first. 14 to 6, eight knockouts, one submission. Knocked out once, submitted twice in his career. Oh, on the UFC, he got knocked out. He's won, uh, he's gone two and two over his last four. He's got inch of height on McKinney, two inches of reach. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 3.43 strikes per minute. 
plus 600 on him. T-Rex McKinney, 12 and four, five knockouts, seven submissions. So he's finished all of his opponents and he's been finishing all of his fights that he's lost. Three knockouts, one submission. Um, so he's never gone the distance is what I'm trying to say. He's two and one in the UFC. He got TKO'd his last fight by Drew Dober. Oh, and one the contender series. Used to fight down at featherweight, used to fight up at welterweight. He has missed weight at, at uh, lightweight before. He was a regional champ before all this. Two years younger than Gonzalez. Striking stats in his favor, and he's one and a half times more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents uh, by very, uh, very large uh, margin here. 2.34 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor as well. Minus 900. I know. Um, yes, we'll let you go ahead. I might have skipped a fight, or Wikipedia has fights in different orders. So don't worry, Dan. I, I, I know I missed a fight. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. So uh, I, I like Terrence McKinney in this one. Um, I don't really love the number, uh, and it's not that I don't believe in Terrence McKinney or think he's, you know, ironing things out a little bit, but like, you know, it, there is that concern that he is still a little green in terms of his uh, fight approach. Uh, he gets a little excited when he tags somebody. Ultimately, I don't think that's a big concern against Eric Gonzalez. I don't think he's like the most durable guy in the world. I mean, like, not that Jim Miller hasn't looked good with the hands lately, but Jim Miller did knock him out recently. So, uh, you know, Terrence McKinney's got all the power to knock him out. He's probably got the grappling game to take him down and submit him. Um, you know, I think he probably learned his lesson from the Drew Dober fight and isn't going to get overexcited. But it's enough of something in the back of my head where I'm like, what would you say, negative 900? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not running to the books to to throw him in a parlay with somebody else because, like, I'm not negative 900 comfortable with, with Terrence McKinney at this point, but I am saying he probably easily wins this fight with Eric Gonzalez. Um, and yeah, like you can probably start looking for finish props or getting specific if you want. Yeah, this is a, it should be an easy win uh, for McKinney. I'm uh, not going anywhere near minus 900 though. Um, and I don't, I don't see how this fight helps McKinney really. Like it's not, um, Eric Gonzalez isn't a uh, fight that's going to, help him iron things out i don't think so uh it's just a fighter that he should uh be able to beat just with uh based on his skill and athleticism so um all right the fight i miss why don't they even have it listed here oh there it is all right wikipedia's got it out of order but let's go welterweights takashi sato versus brian battle uh so we got 10 sato versus pooh bear battle um sato or sato 15 and 5 11 knockouts two submissions he's been knocked out once submitted three times Two and three in the UFC. He's lost two straight. He's only won one of his last four. He's been outstruck by almost two strikes per minute. 1.88 strikes per minute. Uh, a plus 195 on him. Pooh Bear Battle. Coming down, dropping down to welterweight from uh, formerly fighting at welterweight. And Dan thinks he looks super hot at welterweight. He told him so on Top Turtle Podcast. <laughs> you're you're I, drooling over his body on that. I mean, he's, uh, he, he's like, I wouldn't say he looks hot. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a. I'm not attracted to men, so I I can't necessarily say here, but like he he's got that like weird body that dudes get when they were like fat before and now they're yep. ripped. That like it yep. looks like his skin is like like a little <laughs> too loose. bit yeah, it's like too loose, but then he's ripped underneath. So yeah, it's a weird look. But man, did he get himself cut for this fight? <laughs> yes. So uh, definitely uh, looks looks like hopefully this will be the good, the right weight class for him. So let's tell you about Pooh Bear. Seven and one, one knockout, four submissions. He's been submitted one time. 2-0 in the UFC. Uh, this is part of a six-fight winning streak. That's not including the two fights he won on the Ultimate Fighter as well. Um, he was the champion of the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, used to fight like a used to fight at mid- middleweight. Uh, three inches taller than Sato. Four inches of reach on him. Four years younger. Land, over three times more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.52 strikes per minute. 
minus 240 on him. Uh, I'm taking battle all day. I'm, I'm pretty high on him, um, especially interested. Um, hopefully, um, like I said, hopefully welterweight works for him because he's like, like just by this one, you see he's got a very, uh, very distinct size advantage over his opponents. But he's just a um, very exciting fighter, a very uh, good prospect. And Sato's probably seen better days and he's uh, on his way down or possibly on his way out of the promotion. So give me battle all day, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking battle two here, and I'll say this: like it, it's interesting because uh, his his grappling is really good, but he's shown leaps and bounds in his striking in that last fight, right? Like he he went out and absolutely peppered Trayshawn Gore with yep. all kinds of strikes we didn't know he had, and, and even that he didn't show in the the finale when he won uh, over Gilbert Urbina. So you know, like for him to show that whole new level, and then he said to himself that he, you know, and this is from the interview I did with him, he said. He didn't feel like he was strong enough to take a middleweight like Treshawn Gore. So he didn't make the decision to drop down. He just made the decision to get ripped. Yep. To, to get bulky. And as he did, weight just melted off. So, like, he's, like, accidentally found this weight class, which should mean that the weight cut's really easy for him, I think. Because, you know, like you, you worry sometimes when people are like, let's drop down. But he's already done a test cut. He already knows that he can make the weight. He, it's come off very naturally for him. So all of those kind of you know, concerns are assuaged and like, I'll say this about Takashi Sato, you know, big right hand, great knockout power, o almost no chance he hits battle with it because battle is so long. And I think if he gets on the inside, battle's got a huge grappling advantage too. So uh, yeah, yeah give me battle here as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm pretty high on him. So hopefully he comes through for us and you can listen to his interview on Dan's top turtle MMA podcast. Uh, definitely listen to that. All right, um, it's this week, right? It's the most uh, recent one I listened to. Or yeah, the most week? recent, most yeah. recent one has him and Terrence McKinney on it. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, McKinney was a fun interview as well. All right. Um, so we're on to the main event, right? Yes. Uh, prelims, main event, Sam Alvey. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Mikhail Olasechuk. Um, right. Just um, of note of any fighters listening who um. I've hung around a little too long, like Sam Alvey. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was a Sam Alvey fan in the past, but you know, uh, I enjoyed him. Now I can't stand the guy because he's stuck around far too long. So let's just. I was, I was a Sam Alvey fan, uh, like yeah. a legit Sam Alvey fan. How about now, like, though? I mean, like, so I still really like him as a person. I think he's like a yes. uh, really nice guy. Uh, yeah. He walks into Hey Soul Sister uh, by yeah. by train, which is kind of fun. Um, when I when I called him for an interview, he's got a ring back tone. In 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 2020, you have a ring back tone, which is kind of fun. <laughs> and do you want to know what it was? Uh, I think he told me. I can't remember. It's though. time to start the music from the Muppets. <laughs> or <laughs> time to start the show. Yeah, great. He like, kind of looks like a Muppet, really. Yeah, but like. If you go back to like his fight with Marcin Procneo, that was fun as hell. Uh, I mean, like when he went out and beat Rashad Evans, that was fun to watch. You know, front choking Eric Spicely, or I mean, like he had a, a good fight with with uh, Dylan Andrews. That was kind of fun, although that wasn't short. I mean, if you go back to his his regional scene, he beat Gerald Mearshart. Uh, the guy uh, used to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I think he's gotten a little too safe and a little bit too comfortable with his like technical boxing. Uh, and it, it's obviously costing him fights. So, uh, you know, and split decisions and weird things like that. But yeah, he's he's definitely less fun to watch than he used to be. 
he's overstayed his welcome. So don't don't be the last one at the party. So anyhow, um, let's get in the fight. Uh, two light heavyweights who are dropping down to middleweight too, which is uh, pretty silly. Um, anyhow, we got smiling Sam Aldi. Uh, he probably looks better at middleweight if he's able to make the cut because uh, he's a little soft up at light heavyweight. Let's tell you about his amazing record: thirty-three, seventeen, and one with one no contest. 19 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted three times. So he's very durable. 10, 12, and one in the UFC. He's lost three straight and he has not won in eight fights. He's 07 and one over his last eight fights. His last win, June of 2018. Um, that was even before the pandemic. Coronavirus didn't even exist in our minds back then. That's how long ago it's been. He used to fight, like is that light heavyweight most recently. He also used to fight at was weight. He has missed weight at uh, middleweight before quite badly. He was 189 uh, for 185 for 186 pound fight. Uh, he's one and one in the ultimate fighter. One and one in Bellator. Was a regional champ. Two inches of height. One inch reach on Olasea Chuck. He's been outstriked just barely in the UFC. Uh, minus 0.27 strike differential. Plus 425 on him. Olasea Chuck Husser, which is a military thing, right? I, I believe think. so, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Or Husser, maybe. Um, I think it's a mount, mounted yeah. army person. Yeah. Right. Yes, <laughs> I saw that in my research. Yes, I do research for, for these shows. Uh, 16 and 5 with one no contest. He's got 11 knockouts, one submission on his record. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. Four and three in the UFC with one no contest. He's gone two and one over his last three, but he did lose his last fight. Uh, he's only won two of his last five, though. Um, he has failed a drug test. He used to fight at light heavyweight. He's dropping down to middleweight here. Um, he was a regional champ as well. Uh, he has missed weight very badly at middleweight as well. Uh, 191 he's weighed in for, uh, for a middleweight fight before. Uh, he's nine years younger than Alvi. Striking stats in his favor, and he's almost one and a half times more active than strikes. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by about half a strike per minute, 0 0.48, minus 600 on him. Go ahead. Or is it me? Uh, I, I, it should be you because I went first. But uh, we're picking some reason, some reason, Yeah, we're we're both picking Michael Olszewski. <laughs> and I'll say this though, uh, you know, you mentioned the weight issues. Uh, I'm more concerned about that for Olszewski than I am for Sam Alvey because Alvey yeah. recently, you know, you mentioned he's most recently fought at light heavyweight. That's true. His last fight was at light heavyweight. The two before that were at middleweight, and he made weight for both of them. Uh, okay. So like, yeah. so while while he did have weight cutting concerns when he first started trying out middleweight. He's fixed them largely and in like can make that weight fairly easily. Whereas we like haven't really seen that with Ola yeah. Um And I'll also say this, Ola Shejuk comes out really hard in fights, right? Yeah. Like he, he goes for it in the first round, which is why he's got so many first round finishes, right? He beat Jean Vellante in the first round. He beat Gadzmad uh, Antigulov. He beat Shamil Gazmatov. All of those guys in the first round. He, he actually took the first round off of Dustin Jacoby. Uh, he was winning after the first round and Dustin Jacoby turned it on late. So I, I would say that like, there is a part of me that is a little bit concerned that like, if Sam Alvey just like manages to take whatever beating uh, Oshayjuk gives him in the first round here and tires him out, you know, the old uh, Homer Simpson against boxcar Joe kind of yep. situation, Homer Simpson might just nudge him over in the second or third round. Cause it's not like Alvey doesn't have KO power too, right? Like, it's not like he can't crack. Um, I, I think stranger things have happened than Sam Alvey beating Michael Olszewczyk. But yes, I, I'm still taking Olszewczyk here. I just, again, would say he, he's in there with Terrence McKinney. I, I don't care what the number is. I don't care if I can you know, boost one of my parlays a little bit. I ain't touching that number on, on a guy like that. Yep. 
is true. But no, we're not picking Sam Alvey in the year of our Lord 2022. So in the year of our Gumby, uh, in the year of our Gumby God 2022, no. Um, so that wraps up our prelims. How many dogs do you get, Dan? You just got one dog? Is that really? Yeah, just one dog. One? Wow. Yeah, when I when I went through the list, I was like, I thought I had. I was gonna be honest. I thought I had more. Uh, I yep. almost. I, I don't know why, but I half expected Brian Battle to be an underdog against Sato. Oh, that would have been so nice. Yeah, like I w- when I was like putting together my list of like, you know, who I was gonna pick, uh, I like looked and I was like, ah, he might be an underdog there because like, he uh came off the Ultimate Fighter. Don't typically get a lot of hype anymore that way. Takashi Sato's got big knockout power. He's changing weight classes. Uh, there's like so many things that I thought for sure people will be underestimating Brian Battle. And then the number was actually a little higher than I expected uh, in, in the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, like I almost expected, you know, Sato to be like a negative 180 favorite or something like that. And instead he's a plus 200 plus underdog. So uh, yeah, just one underdog for me on the prelims. It's just Jason Witt. Yeah. Disappointing, but there you go. Uh, we differed on two fights. We were the same on the rest. So that is it. That's the prelims for you. That's episode 181. We'll be back tomorrow, episode 182, back in your ear holes, uh, breaking down the main card. Uh, make sure, as Dan mentioned earlier, make sure you follow SGPN MMA on Twitter. I'm Jeff Fox, writer. He is Gumby Vreeland. Um, listen to Top Turtle MMA, Dan's podcast. You can read my MMA site, moneymma.substack.com. Grab a free subscription or a paid one if you want to be a buddy. Uh, enter the free Pick'em Contest app on there as well. So. Uh, for this event, I have one basically for every UFC event, and you can win good stuff. $50 gift card anywhere you want, courtesy of the bosses at SGPN for that one uh, for this week. Uh, what else? Oh, obviously, give us a review uh, if you haven't already, and you'll be entered in the contest to win a $50 gift card to our store. Um, if you don't want to wait for for that, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store and grab the uh, Gumby t-shirt that is uh, in there now. So um, I think that's it. Did I forget anything? Uh, I don't think so. I think you got all it right. all. Until tomorrow, I will be the ghost pepper, Jeff Fox. He will be the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. And like I said, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.